Thank you, choir. I had uh, Jane print all four texts this week because um, I wanted to just say a few words about them. They're all really interesting. Uh, the, the Hebrew Testament text from Joshua is the text as the Israelites have stopped wandering for 40 years in the desert. They're camped out across the promised land about to enter And Joshua 5, the text for today, tells us about what they do to prepare for the victory of entering the promised land. And what they do is they develop some holidays and some rituals to mark them as a people. So that when they enter, they know who they are, where they're going, and why they're going there. The Psalter reading is also very interesting, um, and it has a lot. It's very good for Lent, so I would, would advise you to take a look at that. And then that brings us to Luke 15, 1 through 3, and 11b through 32. Oh, and I can't read that. that I can't read that print today. Okay. Now, all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to him, to Jesus, saying, and the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, this fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So Jesus told them this parable. There was a young man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me my share of the property That will belong to me. So he divided his property between them. A few days later, the younger son gathered all that he had and traveled to a distant country, and there he squandered his property in desolate living. When he had spent everything, a severe famine took place throughout that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of the country who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. He would gladly have filled himself with the pods that the pigs were eating, and no one gave him anything. But when he he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired hands have bread enough to... have bread enough and to spare, but here I am dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against you and against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. So he set off and he went to his father. But while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. 
He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. Then the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, quickly, bring out a robe, the best one, and put it on him. And put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. And get the fatted calf and kill it. And let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now the elder son who was in the field, and when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of the slaves and asked, what's going on? The slave replied, your brother has come and your father has killed the fatted calf. Because he has not got back, got him back safe and because he has got him back safe and sound. Then the elder son became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and began to plead with him. But he answered his father, "Listen, for all these years I have spent working like a slave for you, and I have never disobeyed your command." Yet you have given me even a young goat so that I may celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came back, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. Then the father said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice because this brother of yours was dead And has come to life. He was lost. And has been found. And then moving to 2 Corinthians in the 5th chapter. Can I read that from here? No I can't. Not today. Fifth chapter of 2 Corinthians. We go to verses 16 through 21. Paul is speaking to the church at Corinth, and he says this, From now on, therefore, we regard no one from a human point of view. Even though we, were one, even though we once knew Christ from a human point of view, we know him no longer in that way. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting the message of reconciliation to us. So we are ambassadors for Christ, since God is making his appeal through us. We entreat you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Here ends our reading. Thanks be to God. Be ambassadors for Christ.
since God is making an appeal through us. You know what an ambassador is? Looked it up. An ambassador is sort of a liaison between nations. You know, if country A wants to go to war with country B, then perhaps the ambassador from country A would go and speak to country B about whatever the issue is to try to resolve it before conflict really breaks out. Sort of, that's what an ambassador is, but that's really kind of more like a diplomat. An ambassador really is the one who says from country A, this is our stand. This is what we believe. This is who we are. And we will come over here to you, country B, and introduce you to that way. They're really sort of more like brand ambassadors, brand producers, brand promoters, if you will. And usually the brand is whatever the nation is, right? So I'm thinking about this. If we are to be ambassadors for Christ, we're to be brand promoters for Christ, what does that look like? Is it a thing to be a brand promoter to Christ if you have the fanciest building in all of Wheeling? Does that make you a brand promoter? Is it promoting our brand of Christianity if we have all the coolest stuff there is to have? The loudest music, the fanciest fog machines, the greatest light show, Is that an ambassador for Christ? Is it being an ambassador for Christ if you get a tattoo of a cross right there? Roger Nishioka, our former uh, youth and young adult coordinator for our denomination, has a story he tells about somebody being in a tattoo shop where they sold, also sold jewelry in, in addition to tattoos because they did piercings and somebody came in and was looking at the crosses that were part of this display case of jewelry and as they were looking at the crosses they said you know I like that one right there you know the one with the little man on it here's a hint fellas if you don't know who the little man is on the cross you're probably not a brand ambassador. Paul, when he's talking about being an ambassador for Christ, is doing that in the context, in the context of us being reconciled to God. And to be reconciled to God is to be in relationship with God. Something has been broken in the relationship between human beings and God. And that something is traditionally what we call sin. 
Our sin separates us from God. But because of Jesus Christ, we can be reconciled. We can be brought back into the relationship that God intended for us. And we are to be ambassadors of that fact to all the world. Now, it's a lot easier to be an ambassador for country A if you're talking to people from country A. They know what their country looks like. They know what it's about. They know how it stands. When you stand in country A and say, this is who we are. If you live in country A, you get that. But the people in country B over here, those who are far from God, may not know. Those are the people to whom we are called to be reconciled, to explain what reconciliation is, and to demonstrate that being brought into relationship with God actually matters. Here Paul is talking about doing that in Christ's body. To be in Christ is to be part of the body of Christ, but also to be in Christ in relationship personally with God. So we have here an obligation if we are ambassadors to be ourselves being reconciled to others and to God, but also as a body of Christ, being reconciled to one another and to God. Reconciliation is a glorious thing. Our sin has cut us off from God. Our sin has broken a relationship that God intended for us to always live in. And because Jesus Christ has brought us close to God now, we who were once far off can live with Jesus. But to be an ambassador for that, to tell others all the glorious things that leaving that old life behind and moving toward the new life that God intends for us will allow. Friends, go from here and be ambassadors for Christ. Amen.